Hello and welcome everyone. It's Paul and I, and we're talking sports. I'm Jason. This is Paul. How's it going, guys? And it is another day in January 2022. Just had some uh, football playoffs going oh. on. Uh, it is actually uh, February 1st today, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. February 1st today. You're right. My bad. What happened? I can't, well, you're, you're, I can't you believe got... we're a month into this year, right? <laughs> you're more in tune of what day it is. Let's go over what happened last week. All right. Um, so we've got uh, uh, Australian update ended on Sunday. <clears throat> uh, after the whole Djokovic situation did not look like it was going to be a good, did not look uh, like it was off to a good start. But the final two days were pretty historic in nature. Uh, women's final was on Saturday. Ash Barty beat uh, Danielle Collins 6-3, 7-6. And historic in nature because it was the first Australian to win men's or women's their Open since 1978. And Ash Barty did not drop a set on the way to the title. So uh, congratulations to Ash Barty. Uh, historic run through the final. And again, the first Australian to win since 1978. Pretty incredible if you think about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and the, yeah, it was good to see tennis going it's i always like it when the australian open comes up because it's the middle of winter here and it's horrible so to see sunlight and people sweating because it's hot and they're outside with t-shirts on that's it's nice to know that uh that still exists yeah it it, i I hadn't really thought about that point um (laughs) Yeah, it's maybe that's why. Uh, well, I guess I enjoy Wimbledon more, but Australian's probably my second favorite major to um, watch, and maybe subconsciously that's part of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who knows? Um, yeah, congratulations to Ash Barty and to the entire continent of Australia. Really, I mean. They've been waiting that for that for a while, and they, you know, they were partying that night. So, mm. um, and then in the men's final, uh, no, or uh, Rafael Nadal beats uh, Daniel Medvedev uh, in five sets. Uh, Nadal actually went down uh, the first two sets. It was uh, 2-6, uh, 6-7, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4, Nadal actually had a set point in the second set, but could not convert. Went down two sets. Definitely was not looking good. And then Nadal gets some strength and 
a hard, hard, hard fought tennis match, almost five and a half hours long. He, there was a 40 uh, shot point in the second set that was just absolutely incredible to watch. And Nadal now passes his two rivals with his 21st major. And we'll see if Djokovic can play in the French, but Nadal's might be favored to get his 22nd on his home court and really put some distance in between his two rivals. We shall see, but an incredible comeback for Nadal. I actually watched it in parts. I stayed up through the second set, went to bed because I thought it was going to be over. When I woke up, turned ESPN back on, and it was halfway through the third set. So I really missed only half of a set. Got to watch the whole thing. It was incredible tennis. Yeah, good to see old man Rafa still kicking, you know. And and good to see that the tournament wasn't overall sullied by the Novak Djokovic situation too. Yeah, it was it was an awesome two days of tennis, and Australia can be proud for what they put on every year. And so, all right, um, you want to introduce us to the uh, big show here? It's the big show. What else could it be? It's the NFL playoffs. We just had the we just had the championship conference championship games. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, yeah. Before we do that, we actually have a bunch of big news in football. Uh, it was unofficially announced on Saturday, but Brady made it official. Tom Brady, the old man, guy who. Was beating Father Time and probably still could. Um, officially retired today. Uh, the he of seven Super Bowls, ten Super Bowl appearances, all the records. We know the numbers. We don't have to go through those. Um. Yeah, Brady's. Uh, Brady's hanging it up and. Your your thoughts, I guess, on Brady's career, really? Oh man, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Uh, I heard somebody say it today. How did they put it? They gave fans in Boston a reason to cheer for the Patriots for twenty years. They didn't have any reason to cheer for the Patriots before that, so. To do what he's done is you can't you don't see that, and a lot of people you know they have arguments you know he had great defenses the whole time this that the other thing hey lucky luck is luck too you know you got to have some luck ask Philip Rivers how lucky he feels you know you got to get lucky in almost any business to be really successful and. I once heard it put that luck is just the the result of preparation and putting yourself in the right position. You know, like you can't get lucky if you're not in a position to get lucky. 
Not to say that Tom Brady's all lucky, but it's some of it. But yeah, what a career, man. Oh, and like you said, there's there's not much that can be said at this point other than, I mean, he was in 10 of the 22 Super Bowls he played. Just think about that for a second. Yeah. I mean, yes, he was in a great situation. He had... Arguably the GOAT NFL coach for all but two years of his career. But you don't win seven Super Bowls just with I mean I I don't I don't even know what to say. It's everything about him has been said by better minds than me. And yeah, congratulations, Tom Brady. Go enjoy life with your family on whatever mansion that you have and enjoy the rest of your life because mm. you you don't know the NFL anything at this point. So right. um yeah, so we're gonna move on to some a f- couple of the hires. Uh, Josh McDaniels is the new uh, coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, coming over from Patriots. Uh, his first shot was in Denver, correct? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I bl- I believe it was Denver. I'm almost positive it was Denver. Uh, lasted a couple years. Um, went back to the the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, it was Denver because the Tebow. He had Tebow. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, was, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and so he gets his uh his next chance at uh with the Raiders. Um, anything to say about that? I think he should have just stayed. I don't know what's different now. I mean, yeah, he's a few years removed from that whole business. And, yeah, maybe he could come back and he'd take what he's learned and be a good head coach. But it seemed like he had a pretty good situation in in Boston. I don't know why he would have wanted to leave that. There's a lot of times where guys are coordinators and they've got good situations. And it's like, man, like, look at uh, – Dan Quinn in Dallas. Like that guy doesn't yeah, really want to, that guy doesn't want to leave that situation. Look at what he's doing. He's a defensive coordinator. He's only got to focus on what he's good at. You know, he doesn't have to worry about the whole team. He's on a team that's already doing really well. Like half his job is already done for him. So I, I think a lot of times that these coordinators make a mistake by, trying to move up and just 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 be a coordinator you know there's nothing wrong with that ask uh oh crap um wayne what's his name he was in dallas for a long time he's in houston Uh... defensive coordinator guy he was head coach a couple of times big big round guy what was his uh... name come on i know you're talking about i can't remember though 
Um, anyway, to your point, though, yeah. I mean, at the same point... Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, yes. Great defensive coordinator. Outstanding mm -hmm. defense coordinator. Not a great head coach. No. And I guess the counter argument I would have there is... Yes, you're in a great situation, but as a competitive person, maybe you want to see if you can take the next step. And I don't blame guys for trying it. If it doesn't work out, they're most likely, if you're that good as a coordinator, you're going to have a fallback option, most likely. I don't see why you'd wouldn't want to take the risk as competitive these as these guys are. Oh yeah, I get that. I get that. I just and you know, and then that's the kind of the downfall for some of these guys. They're so competitive and they want to go be coach, but the reality might be that they're just better off maybe just being a Dom Capers type. You know, it and that you you don't know until you try. So I'm not blaming them. It's just I, I wish there was a little more temperedness to these kinds of things oh i 100 percent agree with you um the other hire that we have uh here to my heart nathaniel hackett uh former uh packers offense coordinator is now the new broncos coach obviously this has led to a lot of speculation that aaron Rodgers is going to follow him and possibly Devontae Adams also. I have also heard speculation that Packers and Rodgers are having very good conversations, that there's going to be a package deal for a couple years for Devontae and Rodgers. I'm not going to believe it until I see it on Reading, but I am keeping my optimism... Probably more high than it should, but knock me down from this, Jason. Well, I don't know if I can. It... I just don't care. Uh, uh, but I just don't care what happens. It's just I'm so burnt out on it. Let him go to Denver and go, you know, split against the Chargers, beat the Raiders, Raiders twice, lose to the Chiefs twice, go 10-7, and seven, and then lose their away game in the playoffs let, let them go do that and we can and, and you can just sit back with your jordan love knowing you're probably only going to win seven games and hope he hope it works out like that's that's what you need to do that's what needs I, to happen i know i know they'll draft a they'll let them draft some linemen let them rebuild it. Honestly, it's not, and it's not like if, oh my God, Rodgers and Adams are gone, the Packers are terrible now. That's not true. That defense still has a lot of good players on it. That line is still pretty decent. You've got, you know, guys like Tunyon, who you, you've got targets. Built bolster that O line. Keep Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon healthy. Keep Jordan Love on his feet. And try to win with defense. That's what the Packers need to do. 
Man, my head my head agrees with you. My heart is, <laughs> you you know where my heart is. Yeah, I get it. It it's still fresh. That that loss is still fresh. Uh, I just got to process for a little bit yet. All right. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh to the Vikings? Question mark. Agree or disagree? Making the move from uh, Michigan back to the pros. I mean, I don't hate it. I think Jim Harbaugh would be a fine NFL coach again. And uh, I thought the Bears would have been tastier. But, I mean, the Vikings are a pretty good team. Jim Harbaugh has done more with less. Even in the NFL. And it would make the NF- NFC North super interesting. So I'm all about it. It, it certainly would. I, I, I do not hate the hire whatsoever. I mean, he proved he got to the Super Bowl with the uh, 49ers. He's he proved he can coach in the NFL. I mean, I think it'd be a great hire for the Vikings. As much as I hate to say it, but. I think it's funny, just while we're on Harbaugh, I think it's kind of funny how I, I I would hear callers into, like, national radio shows be like, man, this Jim Harbaugh guy, I don't know if he's the guy. He's been here long enough at Michigan, and he's not really doing anything. And I'm sitting there driving in my car like, bro, you just were in a – BCS playoff game, man. You were one of the four best teams in the country. What do you want? Like, they were there. Ohio State wasn't there. What do you want? What do you want? So, good for him. Good for for Jim Harbaugh to get out of that toxic-ass environment. Yeah, I mean, as a Michigan fan, you beat Ohio State for the first time in nine or ten years. You finally got over that hump. Right, and it, uh, people would be like, and then it's funny because people all they want him to do is beat Ohio State. He does it, and then they bitch about how long it took him. It's like, dude, Ohio State's one of the dominant, most dominant college programs in the country. Like, oh, he, oh, he didn't do it overnight, so he sucks. Like, what is that? Good for him. Yeah. Go to somewhere like Minnesota. They put up with uh, what's his name for. Christ, 10 years. They gave uh, the guy, well, I he's so mediocre, I can't even remember what his name was, the uh, coach they just fired. Uh, right? Exactly. Zimmer, right? My, yeah, Mike Zimmer. Yeah, they, yeah. they gave that guy every chance in the world. You go, you go, Jim Harbaugh. You go to Minnesota. You make some paper. You get your appreciation. Good for you. Go win an NFC North title here and there. I, I tend to agree. All right. So we are going to move on to finally the conference championship weekend, which not as good as the division round, but I don't think any weekend is going to be able to compare to that. No, that was nuts. But we did have two awesome games. Uh, the AFC had the upstart Bengals taking over or taking down the Chiefs 
27 to 24 in overtime. Uh, Mahomes, 26 for 39, 275, three touchdowns, two picks. Burrow, 20, 23 for 38, 250, two touchdowns, one pick. The Chiefs had a 21 to 10 halftime lead. They were up by 18 at one point. And I believe the Chiefs had a missed opportunity. Uh, Asim Hill had a holding ca- holding call go his way. Chiefs had the first and goal from the one with nine seconds left. So in theory, you have three shots into the end zone. Try uh, over the head the first throw, and they have a. Uh, Behind the screens pass to Taysom Hill. That does not work out. Time expires. They don't score there. Just your thoughts on that play and I I mean, I think it was a mistake to throw you have to go into the end zone in that situation, don't you? Uh yeah, yeah. You have to, right? I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they <laughs> I, I don't know what they thought they could pull off, but you have to go for the end zone. You have to give yourself a chance. And I think doing whatever they were trying to do, it's just trying to get cute, right? You don't want to get cute. You can be clever. Don't try to get cute. And I think much like the, <laughs> the, the Cowboys, <laughs> the end of the Cowboys game, they got cute. And that's never what you want to do, and that's how these things end up. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Again, 21-10 Chiefs lead at halftime. Um, Joe Burrow takes over the game at that point. Cincinnati, uh, the Chiefs offense did absolutely nothing after halftime. Uh, since he takes the lead with six minutes left, uh, the Chiefs do tie it up. And then Mahomes does get the uh, coin flip in overtime, but throws a pick on third down. Uh, Evan McPherson, the Bengals rookie kicker, makes a 52-yard game winner in overtime. And the Bengals move on. If you would have told me I would be saying the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, there's no way. Yeah, I would have had some serious doubts, yes. I mean, but given their their offense, like, I could see it. Like, I could see being like, I mean, yeah, maybe they're pretty explosive, a young offense, but... uh, they're they're one of those teams that hit third gear a year or two earlier than everybody expected. Like I think people were expecting them to be good, but not to get this far for another couple of seasons. Oh, ab- absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, they have a 
very talented and young offense. I I would spend their first three picks on offensive line this year. That's what I would do if I was Cincinnati. Because that's the one thing you have missing on that offense. And yeah, they're in the Super Bowl. And I I think they're gonna win. I really do. We'll make our official picks next week, but I really do think Cincinnati is gonna win. Yeah, I do. I I don't know. I I keep doing it, and I'm gonna stick with it. I've been believing in Matt Stafford all year. I'm gonna again, keep, again. keep on it. Again, we'll have our official pick uh, next week. We'll uh, break down the game a little bit more. Mm. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Cincinnati. I'm sure Cincinnati partied. They haven't partied in a long time at night. So, um, All right, on to the NFC side. Uh, the Rams beat the 49ers 20-17 to in... The slugfest that I'm sure everyone thought it was going to be. Uh, here after men- after mentioned Stafford, 31 for 45, 337, two touchdowns, a pick. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 30, 232, one touchdown, one pick. Cooper Cup, it was his brilliant self, 11 receptions, 142. Two touchdowns. Uh, the Niners were up 17-7 to after the third quarter. Stafford brings them back. Uh, so it was a tie game at that point. So Jimmy G was uh, leading the Niners down through a terrible interception with a minute left. And the Rams kick the game-winning field goal, and we are onto the Super Bowl. Just a brutal loss for the 49ers, and a very valiant win for the Rams. But Jimmy G again not getting it done in the playoffs leads to the question: Should Trey Lance have been in that game at some point? I don't think he should have been, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, you know, you're just you're trying to give your team the best opportunity to win the game, I guess, and that's I guess what they thought. It, it's hard to say in the moment. I, I don't dislike it. You stick with the. You stick with the one you brought to the dance, right? And I, I, ironically, statistically, that was uh, Garoppolo's best game of the playoffs. Exactly. Like, and I was thinking that too. Like, didn't he throw like it was the first game he threw a touchdown in? <laughs> it was the first game over two hundred yards, also. Yeah. So I, you can't take him out at that point. I don't. I don't think that's. He's not why they lost that game. They couldn't defend, you know, they couldn't stop. They couldn't make stops when they needed them. That's why they lost the game. 
among other things. If they had a better quarterback, do they win that game? I mean, maybe, but like I said, it wasn't, he wasn't the reason they lost that game. He, he did everything they asked him to do. Yeah, he made a couple of dumb throws, but I mean, A, everybody does, and B, Jimmy G does that like two, three times a game, and you know this. Like, it happens. Yes. And, yeah, like you said, the you have a 17-7 lead after the third. Your defense has to, yeah, they might give up a touchdown. You can't give up scoring drives in the fourth quarter if you want to play in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah, so um, that's all I have for the championship game. Any final thoughts before uh, Super Bowl 56? No, nothing at the moment. I'll save my juiciest tidbits for next week when we really get into it in the Super Bowl preview. All right. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have that. And then, you know, we said uh, we were going to have a basketball recap, but there was a lot of football news to recap. So we'll have that next week for you. Uh, look at the where the current NBA standings are and then uh, – little bit of uh college basketball also for you guys you know uh your duke uh blue devils play at north carolina at at nc mm-hmm. this saturday so yes uh, they we'll, do uh, we'll get Six into o'clock. that and uh so we got that going on um the pro bowl if any of you guys out there are interested in watching it i usually have it in the background at the very least. I'll watch the first quarter. Usually not an interesting game. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm then, not a big I'm not a big Pro Bowl guy myself. No. I remember the one year Rogers started and it was actually a pretty competitive game. I don't know if that was because Rogers basically told his team I'm here to play and I remember there was one year that Rodgers started quarterback it was a really actually competitive game like people were actually trying so <laughs> it was I don't remember what the year that was but anyway enough pro ball talk yeah <laughs> um and then the other big one we have is the Olympics uh, start on Thursday. Uh, the opening ceremonies are on uh, Friday on BC, I believe, 6 o'clock they start. Like I said, during the uh, when we were talking about the Summer Olympics, I love the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. I love what um, the countries come up with. I know the the China Summer Olympics back in 2008, that was my favorite opening ceremony I've ever seen. Just the spectacle of it, the athletes walking in. I know in this day and age it's different uh, because it can't really be the spectacle that it usually is, but uh, we got the Olympic start, Olympic uh, winter Olympics starting on Thursday, so... Good luck to all the athletes, and uh, 
bring home some uh, hardware for your countries if you can. Yep, so. that's rare metals. We need it to make uh, microchips and processors. So <laughs> any of that stuff you can bring back stateside <laughs> would be great for our economy and industry. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, this is a sports podcast, and we just <laughs> talked sports. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love you so much. Enjoy the football or enjoy talking about football for the next couple of weeks. Have a good yes, night, everybody. That's more like it. Have a good night, guys.